You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. And welcome back to Real Presence Live. I'm Teresa Curley. And I'm Dylan Reinhardt. And we're broadcasting. I'm sorry, we've just have been having too much fun <laughs> off scene, so it's like hard to jump right back in. But I'm excited too. We're, mm. We've been talking about Encounter, and we're here at the Pius Twelfth Newman Center in Brookings, South Dakota. And we have um, we're going to be talking with a missionary from Christ in the City out of Denver, um, Grace Denning. Good morning, Grace. I jumped the gun. <laughs> Grace is not here yet. But mm. anyway, Dylan, what have your thoughts been on the show so far? I love it. I just think it's so free. It's so fun. And yeah, I think it just gives an opportunity for the Holy Spirit to come in. It's like that phrase in the gospel of like, don't worry about what you're going to say until the moment you're going to say it. And mm. the Holy Spirit will give you the words to say. I love it. It brings me so much life. Um, but in that too, like there's stuff about Avery's story that I haven't gotten to hear and just hearing like different parts of that in the moment are really cool. And hearing about Christ in the city. I think Christ in the city coming up to hear the encounter that's happening there, just so dynamic. You know, mm. this is all so dynamic and so full of life, which I love. Nice. Hopefully it's the same for the listeners. You know, it's fun for us. Hopefully they're having fun and receiving some life as well. Oh, my phone's been blowing up with texts <laughs> from people just being excited to see what life is mm. coming into the church. Mm. But um, we do have Grace on the line. Good morning, Grace. Good morning. Thanks so much for being on with us today. Could you tell us a little bit uh, about yourself? Yeah, um, my name is Grace. I am currently a Christ in the City missionary in Denver, Colorado, but I'm from Cheyenne, Wyoming. Mm. It's beautiful out there. Oh, my goodness. It is. It is, yes. Awesome. Well, Grace, could you... Tell us a little bit about what Christ in the City is. We were talking about Encounter earlier today, and I think that really ties oh. into... Encounter is just one of our very important words, so I love talking mm. about it. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, so wh- yeah. what is Christ in the City, and like, what? how did you get involved with that? Yeah, so I got involved with Christ in the City um, when I was in college. I met a few... Of the Christ in the City missionaries, and was just really drawn to the mission of encountering the homeless in Denver. Mm. So, yeah, I started um, just kind of going out with them. What we do as an organization is we um, do street ministry. So we actually go out onto the streets of Denver, um, and our mission is to encounter, um, to really just come to know and to love um, the people that are suffering from homelessness on the streets and just really any kind of loneliness. Um, yeah, our mission really is to encounter those people. Mm. That's really beautiful. Um, so this is Dylan Reinhardt Grace. I don't know if you'd heard uh, me introduce and everything. I'm a missionary at South Dakota State University. and Oh, okay been with focus for going on five years now and my first year i went on a spring break trip to christ in the city Um, oh really yeah and it was such a profound encounter um not only with the the homeless friends out on the street but with the lord um and one question i have like about encounter you know you guys live in a pretty tight-knit community i'm curious on how you encounter like the love of Christ and encounter him in hardship within like community life too. Can you explain to us what your guys' living situation is and all that fun stuff? Oh, definitely. Yeah. So, um, our living situation is we live in, in old, um, elementary Catholic school. 
So mm. it's pretty unconventional, but it actually <laughs> works so well for us. So we have 31 missionaries currently living in the house. There's 14 men living in the men's wing and 17 women living in the women's wing. And we do everything together. So we start mm. the day with morning prayer in the morning, and we end the day with night prayer at night. And everything in between, meals, street ministry, math, uh, prayer, training, you name it. We we mm. all do in community. And I think because we are so tight-knit, like that really provides us a space to grow in our love of the Lord and being loved by the Lord. Mm. Like, honestly, I have grown so much in the knowledge of the Father's love for me through my community members and through them affirming it and, you know, loving me when I don't want to be loved and seeing me when I try to hide and run away, you know, Mm. like that is really where the Lord has met me and through just very good people choosing to love me no matter how painful it is. Mm. That is so beautiful. Thanks for sharing, Grace. Yes, of course. Yeah, that's kind of a loaded kind of topic, I'm sure, just Mm. like the whole growth in encountering Christ through the homeless. Oh, yeah. Mm. Um, (laughs) Grace, how long have you been with Christ in the city? Um, This is my second year with Christ in the city. That's awesome. Okay, and is there, what's the time commitment for Christ in the city? Is it, um, is it like, all set together? (laughs) Yeah, so it's a one to two year commitment. Mm. Um, At first, you really only have to commit to one year, and then there's the option to do a second year. And one of the reasons that the second year is, is the longest you can go is really because of compassion fatigue. (laughs) Like, Mm. there comes a point where living in community and working on the streets just becomes so exhausting that Mm. any more than two years is just not healthy. Mm. For sure. Mm. Yeah. I think I think I heard it from one of the Christ in the City missionaries, too, is like, your formator is always encouraged, like, after those two years, like, go and find your Calcutta. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know, I've yes. heard that phrase. Wow. Um, just so cool. Yeah, how did you get involved with Christ in the City? Like, what was yeah. your encounter with the Lord and your encounter and your faith that brought you to wanting to do and to desire doing Christ in the City? Yeah, um, I think it started out, honestly, seeing, like, young Catholic adults that were normal. <laughs> Like, as funny as that sounds, like, Amen. my, yeah, my perception of, like, Catholic people before college and before, like, meeting these Christ and City missionaries was, like, just so not inviting, not mm. fun, like, I don't know, I, I mean, I'm sure we've all had those perceptions before, Amen. but, yeah, yeah, that was the first, like, time that I saw people around my age on fire for the Lord, and it was, like, I can't, it was so attractive that I just couldn't stop looking at it and stop Mm. wanting to be a part of it. Um, And, I mean, the apostolate serving the homeless has always kind of intrigued me. Like, even when I was a child, my family would go to homeless shelters, serve, stuff like that. Mm. So I wasn't 
unfamiliar to the idea of service, um, but it really was like the community and the fact that it is beautiful and attractive to live as young adults mm. on fire for the Lord. Amen. But, Super yeah, beautiful. that's what got me there. So, Grace, from what I've heard about Christ in the City, they kind of have a unique approach to ministry and serving the homeless. Um, What is Mm -hmm. it? Yeah, so our approach is um, honestly to encounter loneliness. Mm -hmm. And meaning we do not offer really any resources. We know that in Denver there are a lot of homeless resources that people can, you know, find if they want them, if they need them. But we found that one of the greatest poverties, uh, like Mother Teresa has said, is loneliness. Mm. And so our mission is to encounter people in their loneliness and to restore the relationships. Like, that's what we believe is the deepest, or one of the, the deepest causes of, homeliness, of homelessness mm. is um, a rupture of relationships. So we work on restoring hope and love and, yeah, just restoring who humans are that we get to meet on the street. Wow. That is profound. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of curious. Like, I think it's super beautiful. I'm curious, though. Do you ever or have you heard of people struggling kind of with that idea of, like, I'm here to love you? but you're cold. Like, what does that look like? Is that a struggle or are you able to like point people to other resources? Um, Cause that can be a hard thing, you know, to just love and oh, not yeah. be able to like in the moment mm. provide whatever they need, like mm. build them a house in the moment, yeah. you know? Yeah. Like, is that yeah. a struggle? It is so hard. Honestly, it's, it's one of those things where we have to be okay with not seeing results. Like, Mm. we can't go into our days or start our street ministry expecting to see anything or or to get, like, anything out of it. Like, we have to go into it knowing that the Lord is moving in ways that we don't even understand. Actually, I was just—I'm actually at a coffee shop right now. Um, My partner and I, my street ministry partner and I, got coffee with a friend this morning, and he said to us, you guys have no idea the psychological impact that Christ in the City has on people like us. He's he's in housing now and is pretty stable, but he he said himself that we will never know all of the good fruit that we bear from mm. what we do. That's really beautiful. And I like what you yeah. said about like not being so focused on seeing the results because ultimately it's the Lord's and yeah, we're not called yeah. to see the results. Mm. <laughs> we're just exactly. Yeah, this is his mission ultimately, mm. and we are we are serving him. But yeah, this is his mission, so he has control of it. Mm. Truly, especially when we're used to being instantly gratified, and we want to see results right in front of us. Yes. That's really cool. Exactly. <laughs> it is a beautiful lesson in patience. <laughs> as hard as it is. Oh, patience is so hard. Mm. Favorite it virtue, is. I'm trying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, all right. Well, Grace, we have a break coming up right around the corner. But when we come back, we'd just love to chat more with you about your experiences encountering the homeless mm. and 
really just what that looks like relationship-wise and how you've encountered the homeless but also encountered Christ in that. Um, yeah. Will you stay with us over the break? Oh, of course. Awesome. Awesome. We'll be back with more Real Presence Live and Grace Standing right after this. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. Hi, this is Dr. Ryan Sappo from Lumen Vision in Fargo. Lumen Vision offers vision therapy services for children and adults. Symptoms of poor reading comprehension, headaches, tired eyes, and poor coordination can be indicators of eye movement conditions which affect reading and learning. Eye movement disorders are often undetected by school vision screenings and regular eye exams. For more information about how vision therapy can help treat these conditions, our website is www.lumen.vision. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with a creative gift planning tip. Do you want to make sure Real Presence Radio continues to receive your support in perpetuity? This can now be accomplished by establishing an individual endowment account in your name with a minimum gift of $10,000. A distribution will be made annually in your name to assure future generations will continue to hear the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ through the mission of Real Presence Radio. To learn more about establishing an individual endowment for Real Presence Radio, a gift which will last in perpetuity, Please call me, Mike Kidrowski, at 701-290-4503. State tax credits may apply in some states. Let's get started. Rose Management is a family-owned business that believes in good morals, doing the right thing, and treating our residents as family. Rose Management provides housing to complexes throughout North Dakota and Minnesota. All Rose Management's properties and our maintenance staff are in a centralized location in their cities. For questions, Rose Management can be reached at 701-237-6840 or online at rosemanagement.net. Again, that number is 701-237-6840. Welcome back to Real Presence Live here at the Newman Center in Brookings, South Dakota. I'm Teresa Curley. And I'm Dylan Reinhardt. And we're chatting with Grace Denning from Christ in the City, just about her experiences with Christ in the City and what that is and what encounter on the streets looks Mm. like. Yeah, so we ended off, Grace, we were talking about, you mentioned like compassion fatigue after two years and how much you're like caring for and the, the friends on the street and the impact that you're having on their lives that maybe you don't know about. Um, are there any specific like ways that you have encountered that stand out to you right now that you'd like to share with the audience, right? Like the people that you have encountered on the streets or maybe the way that you go out and encounter them on the streets. Um, yeah, kind of an open floor for you. Yeah. I mean, lots of things come to mind right away. But the first one um, is with a good friend of ours that we call Mama Jerry. <laughs> and she's, I mean, so motherly, so beautiful, and just loves us in mm. unbelievable ways. So recently, or she's been in housing for a few years now, but Crisis City, I mean, doesn't just leave our friendships and our love when uh, people are no longer living on the streets. So we keep up with her 
and we get to visit her pretty frequently. And there was one day that I was just feeling pretty down and just not good about myself, mm. like pretty mad at the world, mad at who I am, mad at who like God has allowed me to be. Mm. And I kind of shared these struggles with her and just saying, I don't really like who I am today. And I'm really struggling to love myself right now. Mm. And she said, Grace, you cannot forget how loved you are. Mm. And if you do, just remember that I love you. Mm. And in that moment, I knew that the Lord was speaking to her and reminding me that even when I don't want to love myself or like who I am, there is someone else who loves me Mm. and she gets to be like a witness to that love of the Lord so frequently for me. Mm. And it's interesting because I think often people are drawn to ministry or drawn to serve because they want to do something, you know, like I want to serve the Lord, Mm. but we often just are, outdone in our service <laughs> by God, <laughs> and He chooses to work through those people that, you know, we're serving, and I often am way out-loved by Him than anything mm. I can ever do, and definitely shown through people and friends like Mama Jerry. Hmm. That's really cool. That's just a neat reality of mission i feel like it's like oh what's an encounter you had on the street that comes back around to a way that you have been impacted Mm. with the love of god yourself which is almost counterintuitive you know it's like i joined mission so i could serve other people and the lord's doing exactly (laughs) exactly oh that is so cool thanks for sharing that of course Hmm. Hmm. so grace so christ in the city offers this incredible opportunity for young people to experience Christ in this way. Um, But how, like, when you leave there, how can you continue to experience Christ in this way, even if you don't have, like, the radical community around you to support you, or the homelessness of Denver? Like, Mm. how do you continue living that? Well, it's kind of funny. We actually call Christ in City um, training for real life. Mm. Like, it, it really is a training program where we learn how to encounter, and that mode is through the streets of Denver. But after, we're all still called to serve, and we're all still called to be missionaries, ultimately. And, yeah, I mean, I think just the knowledge of how to see loneliness in people when you don't expect it is... I mean, it it extends so much further than just homelessness. Hmm. Yeah, I guess the homeless person gives us, like, the drastic, obvious, like, the gut reaction. Oh, my goodness, this person's suffering. I can have mercy on them. But, like, the person that you're struggling with in your class or at work or whatever, um, that's a lot harder. (laughs) Amen. A lot harder to show mercy and love. Amen. Yeah, I mean... Go ahead. Oh, go for it. I was going to say, kind of like you said, too, at one point in time, like you were feeling lonely yourself, you know, and that 
mm-hmm. that friend on the street helped you out in recognizing too, like even the people that are striving really deeply after Christ's own heart, like still have a poverty that like oh, yeah. we can fill with the love of Christ. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's something that really pops up into my mind because it is, it is a lot easier to see when it's right in front of you and you see the poverty physically of your friends in the street. But knowing yeah. that, like, we have a deeper poverty that Mother Teresa talks about here in, like, the West, you know. Yeah. Hmm. That's really cool. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. One image that we often um, pray with or just consider, like, in our ministry is Mary and John at the foot of the cross, mm. at the foot of Christ crucified. And it's interesting to be kind of on both ends of that, like, Christ is so lonely on the cross because mm. he's in his, his deepest poverty of loneliness there. And, mm. you know, sometimes we get to be Mary and John loving him and just consoling suffering with him. And then other times it, it's almost like we are living as Christ lonely in our poverty and mm. we have to be loved by Mary and John. Like we have to be loved by those who want to just suffer with us for no other reason than than that they love us. Hmm. Huh. So as you were talking about being with Christ at the cross, um, I was just thinking about how Christ was rejected so much um, yes. when he was on earth, but even now. Have you encountered that sort of rejection, um, just meeting yes. people on the streets? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, all the time. It's definitely hmm. not frequent. Um, I would say people are more disposed to people and community. Like, I think that desire exists in everyone's hearts. But mm. we definitely come across a lot of people who are so hardened that, yeah, it doesn't make any sense why somebody would come up to them and offer a conversation or love or anything like that. And, yeah, it's those it's those moments of rejection and people telling us to get away or yelling at us or whatever it is that... Mm we can be nothing but merciful and understand just how much pain they are in to be in the position where they can't even accept a friend or love. Mm. Yeah. That's a really heavy, heavy load. Like I'm sure like you're, I don't know. The experience is just kind of mind blowing. Like you have these super highs of encountering Christ and your brokenness and the brokenness of the person in front of you. But then you also get to share in that, like, complete solitude and just, like, rejection that Christ experienced. Mm. So it's like, both, and that's the Christian life. Like, it's amazing. (laughs) Amen. It is beautiful to be able to experience the the depth of the joy, but also the depth of the sorrow. Mm. 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 That's the gospel, you know? It's not a prosperity gospel. The cross (laughs) comes with it which is so beautiful. And you're living that out in a very real way. Uh, that is inspiring. Like it's inspiring for me to hear it. I'm like, Oh, I've been an active missionary for the past five years, you know, and here it is. I'm like, man, my heart is on fire, you know? Uh, so we're talking about all this stuff too. And people are probably pretty impacted. I mean, I am myself. Um, if there is someone who desires to get involved, that's listening right now, how do they get involved? Where do they start? Um, you can start on our website, org, or our Instagram and Facebook as well, which is just Christ in the City. You can always reach out to us there. Um, we do mission trips in the spring. We also can just 
you know, let people come and see us whenever we have, like, a volunteer coordinator who would mm. help kind of figure out those details. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And what's the website? Is there a website where people can donate or just learn more? Oh, yes. It's org. Awesome. ChristInTheCity.org. And Grace, what would you say to someone who's intrigued by this ministry, but is scared? Like, I mean, it's, it's a lot and it can be scary. So like, how would you encourage them? Um, I'm scared too, (laughs) (laughs) but yeah, it's, it's, you know, fear is, is a funny thing. We can either choose Mm -hmm. to live out of fear or we can choose to trust Jesus and, um, dive into whatever he's calling us to dive into. So, mm. yeah, if there's someone out there who feels that pull on their heart to love him in this way but are scared, I just really encourage them to do it while still being scared because mm. I think a lot of us still have, you know, that fear, but it's we're not letting it control our lives anymore. Mm. Wow, that's awesome. Courage is in an absence of fear. It's what we do in the yes. face of fear. It's so beautiful. Exactly. Thank you for sharing exactly. that. Yeah. Is there anything else that's on your heart and your mind before we yeah, wrap up this time with you, Grace? Is there anything else that you would like the listeners to know or to hear that you have in your heart right now? Um, it definitely is. I would just encourage all of the listeners to follow the Lord and to trust his path and wherever that leads them to not let themselves like get down with comparison. If it looks differently than what I'm doing or what you're doing, Dylan, just like Mm. really our mission is to follow him. And as long as we're doing that and remaining like in, in his path and willing to follow that, then you know, we, we can truly be ourselves in that way. Mm. Amen. Truly be ourselves. I like that. I like that. Yeah. Be who you are. Be who God be who created you are. to be. Exactly. <laughs> and you will set the world, the world on, on fire. fire. Amen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> oh, that's so good. All right. Well, thanks so much, Grace. It was such a joy having you on today. Thank you very much. I love this. Yeah, and we'll be praying for you. You can count on my prayers, and we got a few students that have been joining us today. I will, uh, yeah, I'll offer up a rosary for you guys today, like specifically Thank for you, you guys out much. there today. You're welcome, really especially for that it. compassion, that compassion fatigue. That's a real thing on mission, and yeah. um, thank you for sharing that reality of that cross and of like inviting mm-hmm. everyone listening into praying for you guys. Um, hope and I'm praying for your ministry to be nothing but fruitful. Amen. Thank you. You are nice welcome. To talk to you guys. Yep. Thanks All for right, joining thanks, us, Grace. Grace. All right. Bye. Bye. All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break. Um, if you've missed any of the show, we've had some amazing interviews. Like, I don't know, this morning has just been blowing up. Mm. Um, so you can check out our podcasts, realpresenceradio.com, or any of your favorite podcast platforms. You'll find us. Um, so we're going to take a quick break, and we come back. We're going to talk about more just about a mission and encounter so stay with us this is real presence live where the focus is not on the evil around us but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good we're local engaging and live on the real presence radio network 